Welcome to the whole GD show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and here with me is my hidden gem of a co-host, Donor. Oh, thanks. Uh, what, a, what a segue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get right out there. Yep. <laughs> Starting with our, just throwing our word right out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how have you been? It's been a couple weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's weird for me because I edit this every once in a while, so it doesn't feel like a couple weeks for me. It feels like a few days. So okay. just listen to us have a conversation like three days ago. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. We and, just had a brief conversation about the Oscars. Yes. And how weird, kind of disappointed by the choice of the best picture oh, yeah, yeah. and the and all of the nominations for best picture probably yeah everything you never heard of the best picture usually. yeah it's yeah, yeah we, they pick a lot of art films which i guess is the expectation and then they kind of go to this popular film category but i'm like why aren't they the same thing like yes. you're picking yeah and is the popular film is it the most popular film or is it the best popular film like what does that mean yeah, yeah. It's chosen by critics or it's chosen by like oh is it the imdb right. choice or yeah something like that so you look at the rotten tomatoes score here metacritics is choosing our yeah, most exactly. popular <laughs> oscar award did you hear that rotten tomatoes is gonna stop doing like uh reviews before the movie comes out now i mean that makes sense right <laughs> yes yeah. i didn't hear that but that makes perfect yeah, sense they're gonna start banning it because people are already like putting up reviews for the new star wars movie and, and how terrible it is and yeah exactly there's no footage or yeah anything. there's nothing to yeah. show that it i mean a lot of people didn't like um the, either of the last two I right think, yeah. or solo but, right i mean which is a separate thing but like i don't know it's it's it kind of goes into that whole ownership of like a franchise that i don't know people think that they have someone kind of like hold over it that they just don't yeah know. they've invested a lot in the characters and it's just not paying off the way they'd like it to i guess in each plot yeah and it can't it's not going to ever please everybody but i don't know it's it was specifically with that franchise or like a friend like the oh, marvel yeah, franchise like the most of a divisive franchise yeah is. marvel uh, star wars DC, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. It's just kind of. There's such a big audience that there's going to be polarization. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll just get into it. Yeah. We're going to do hidden gems, stuff that is overlooked, underrated. Yeah, we're doing we... kind of a sister series, right? Underrated, yeah. overrated. Stuff. Yeah, our next one's going to be overrated. I think that's a good idea. Like, I kind of like that idea that we do stuff that's kind of like. Uh, you know, combined where we kind of get both sides. Of yeah, the, me too. The yeah, that way you have to listen to both. Like we did, hero villain, and I know we talked about anti-hero, but yeah. we did a lot of that in hero. <laughs> that is the one of our favorite things. Yeah, yes. uh, which I was kind of like, I don't know, maybe. Uh, do we have to do anti-villain also? That's I know that's is there. Anti-villain? There must that? be right. We could all do like the whole spectrum, like chaotic good, chaotic yeah. evil, chaotic yeah. neutral. I think at some point it'd become tedious. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe uh, someday we'll have to stretch for ideas. Maybe. Uh, do you have a movie for a hidden gem? I'm sure you do. I do, and it's really interesting because we were conversing about this right before, and I don't even think you realized that oh. uh, this was my pick for underrated movie, but uh, Mulan is my pick for oh, underrated. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did not know that. I Although, just brought it up. Yeah, while researching it, it has an 86% Rotten Tomatoes score, so it might not be underrated. But, yeah, that's uh, pretty high. I feel like it's one of the forgotten Disney movies, though. Yeah, um, there are definitely a handful that I think, like... Like the great mouse detective, oh, I feel yeah. like people never like the what is it the uh, the rescuers? Yeah, rescuers down under. Um, sword in the stone. Some of the early ones, and like there are like some that just kind of hit the crowd, and some just didn't. Right. Just passed yeah. By. yeah. Um. Yeah, it was always one. Of, it's always been one of my favorite movies, uh, Disney movies at least. Is um, that probably your favorite Disney movie? Besides. Yes, I think so. Actually, it used yeah. to be Nightmare Before Christmas. I would say, but yeah, I don't think so of, anymore. Yeah, I've grown out of that. Yeah. yeah, it's a phase. The brooding has thing. ended. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, Mulan was all. I just watched it recently, and I does it hold up? 
It does. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. I was very emotional every scene. I don't know why. I was yeah. just like, she's doing it for her father. It's yeah. so noble. Oh, you're so honorable, Fa Mulan. Fa Mulan. The, then there's Chris, is it Chris Rock who's the dragon? No, uh, Eddie Murphy. Chris, oh, another, it's Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I can't remember. Canadian. Yes. Yeah. Uh, another, yeah. He used to be my favorite too. I have a lot of, I think, Mushu. Yeah. Uh, They've also got Pat Morita in there as the emperor. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are there any other famous names in there? I can't remember. Uh, B.D. Wong was Li Shang, okay. I think. Um, I can't picture that guy, but I know I know his name. Yeah. I, have it up right now. I, I was looking up a bunch of the names because I was thinking about, we also had a conversation about the voices right, in yeah, early Disney movies before this podcast started. Uh, like, people that, a lot of early ones, you're like, you have no idea who they are. There are a handful that, like... You know, you know James Woods and Hercules. Right, yeah. The people in uh, Lion King, a lot of them are yeah, well, well known. Big, big but line. some of the the really early ones where you're like, oh, it's from the 40s, so we might not know it. But Right, yeah, like, they used, reused a lot of people, a lot of just in-house Disney voices, I think. Like, uh, the guy who does Baloo is a lot yeah. of, like, Tigger and stuff. Plays like a that. handful of voices. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they recycled a lot of them. What do you like so much about Mulan? Uh, story. It was yeah, a, just a badass lady. You guys know I like that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, she was like one of the first, yeah, uh, badass women in Disney films. I feel like she wasn't the damsel in distress, except uh, Meg from Hercules is pretty. Uh, yeah, like, I, it, you know, she is, and I think some ways, and isn't in some. Others. Yeah, she's also a slave. So <laughs> she's also a slave. She yeah. does come to rely on Hercules a bit, but she also does have some power in her own kind of life, where she kind of, you know, uh, kind of gives Hercules some of his freedom by right. allowing yeah. her to hers to be taken or something. Which I don't know if that's a good message. Yeah, um, probably not. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, also. Yeah, uh, which too. is that's probably my favorite. I like uh, I like a lot of the songs in that. I don't remember a lot of the ones from Mulan. Oh, there's so like, many good ones. Make there's, a man uh, out of you. I'll, yeah, I'll make a man out. Of you. That was so intense. Uh, that was one of my favorite scenes like ever, where Mulan gets that arrow from the top of the the tower. She she uses her smarts and she takes the because she they're supposed to climb up this tall pole and retrieve an arrow. Yeah. And, uh, ball while carrying these big heavy medallions and everyone fails throughout the entire time. And that's when they sing I'll Make a Man Out of You which uh, you can find a video of Jackie Chan singing that and it's pretty awesome. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, I think he's singing it in Mandarin as well. But uh, fun fact. Is there a there must be a version of that that's in Mandarin probably. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. It, the, uh, I was just reading it wasn't very received very well in China if you oh. could believe it or not. They uh, they don't like, like how, there. yeah. They don't oh. like how she was designed, like so different from the other Disney princesses. They thought it was like very obvious. I mean, I, that's kind of weird in a way because they you're all like, have their own animation styles. Like, yeah, like they're meant to, you know, be representative of the era, right. era and area that they're in. Like, she's in China, so she looks kind of like a Chinese woman. I yeah. would hope. So it's strange that they don't like that she was designed like that maybe they found it offensive in some way yeah i think that it was, was different from the white ones maybe they thought think, it was yeah, different was... i don't know well, if i can find it like yeah, bell i think is kind of like a traditional like beautiful woman and she's kind of got this i don't know uh, you know she's pretending to be a man so maybe that's offensive i don't know it says actually this movie was like uh Disney hoped it might smooth over relations with the Chinese government, which had soured after the release of Kundun, a Disney-funded biography of the Dalai Lama. So Disney had misstepped on this biography, and the Chinese government wasn't happy about it. And China was going to curtail business negotiations with Disney, so they made Mulan, uh, or Mulan's chances of accepted were being low. After a year's delay, the Chinese government did allow the film a limited Chinese release, but only after the Chinese New Year, so as to ensure that local films dominated. Um, so it sounds like there's a lot of politics involved around it. Maybe the movie was accepted, but it seems like because of the circumstances of the time, it maybe yeah. had some issues. 
Yeah, this last thing just says Chinese people also complained about Mulan's depiction as too foreign looking, and the story was as too different from the myths of. I think it's Hua Mulan, Ha Mulan. Yeah, is Ha Mulan supposed to? Oh, it's a. Yeah, it's like a loose interpretation of that. Okay. Well, it's weird that they say it's a foreign depiction because I'm like it's foreign to us, and she's supposed to be a Chinese woman. But I don't know. Maybe there's something there that I'm like, maybe they wanted it to be like a white yeah, woman, maybe. like a typical princess. I don't know. It's hard yeah. to say. Yeah, maybe they felt discriminated or like they were maybe pointing it out. I don't know. I guess I don't know enough about that to say it. But I yeah. loved the movie. I thought it was empowering. I thought Mulan was very smart. She, yeah. Uh, that scene on the mountain where she makes that avalanche spoiler yeah <laughs> it's it's an old movie I know, yeah. <laughs> you know whatever but, yeah i just liked i thought it had really good action beats mm-hmm. and i thought she was a really good character she had i might have to revisit that one it's been a while since i've seen a movie really the second <laughs> one's not as good yeah definitely not as good yeah, they. I feel like they make a lot of weird sequels. I direct to DVD. Yeah. Just like, yeah, there's like four like Lion King sequels. Oh yeah, some of them are actually okay. Yeah, the second one's all right, but they're yeah. making a live action Mulan. Like there are with everything. Who's it gonna be? Do you think the actress? I do it not. Could know. be it's, that woman. She's already cast. Um, yeah, she was in like the on... most recent Wreck It Ralph. All yeah. the princesses were in it, and yeah. the original voices voiced them, so she was that. I guess the actress is probably too old. It's supposed to be, like, a younger girl, right? Right, yeah, she's in her 40s, 40s or so, probably. Uh, yeah. Mulan 2020 casting. Uh, Lu Yifi. Well, okay. Yep. I feel like I saw the woman that... Our Crystal Lu. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I, we're getting a picture of her on our screen. Lovely woman. Yep. But yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. That's mine. What about you? What do you got for her? Uh, mine, I don't know if you've ever heard of this film. It's a foreign film. It's a French foreign film called Brotherhood of the Wolf. Nope. No, it's a movie I saw a long time ago. Uh, it's. I don't remember how... I, it's a... French martial arts film, so much in the style of uh, like a lot of the kind of uh, movies that came out of China, China and Japan, like kung fu film, kung fu. It's like cool. a French kung fu ah. kind of thing. That's kind of like his, uh, like remember, kind of the crouching tiger kind of acrobatic stuff. Gotcha. Uh, it's based on these two investigators. One is, I think, an Englishman, and the other is a. Uh, is a Native American guy, and they're investigating these murders that have happened across the uh, across the continent, and they're being kind of conscripted by the prince of the area, and then they're trying to track down this killer or whatever it is. There's been a lot of slayings. Um, I think I saw the preview for it when I saw some other like a Jackie Chan film, and they like previewed this film. I'm like, what is that film? And I had went and watched it and I just thought it was great and it's got a lot of uh it it does have a lot of martial arts in it they have a very specific look like they've kind of got these tricorn hats and these weird like kind of wrap around trench coat things like it has a very cool look to it and the story's kind of interesting it gets into the intrigue of the courts in the area and like uh secrets within like the royal family and these kind of slayings that have been happening kind of like ritualistically and how brutal and weird they are there's a lot of stuff going on in that film. yeah that sounds i i'm definitely interested in that i've never heard of it it's uh, how old is it oh it can't i feel like it's in the 90s mm. it's been a while um i looked up some of the films there were a few famous names in there i can't remember them now but <laughs> it, it is all in front there are subtitles yeah. uh yeah it's good stuff i don't it's been a while since I've seen it. I probably should have done more research on it. That's it. I'm definitely interested but in it is French definitely, Kung Fu movie. It is, it is a weird and good and cool film. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, how'd you find that? Or... Uh, it was in a weird preview of another movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah the Jackie Chan movie. Some Jackie Chan movie or some martial arts movie I was watching at the time. And I was like, it's like this looks weird. And I just like 
rented it and loved it. I saw yeah. Of yeah, that video board or might yeah. have been Blockbuster. Home Vision Video. Home Vision yeah. Video, sure. Yeah. Uh, do you have a TV show? I wonder. I can't imagine we have the same one. Uh, do I? Do I ever? No, you probably don't. You might not have heard this show. Maybe. A lot of people didn't. Uh, uh, this show is called Great News. Yep, I have never heard of it. It's, uh, it only lasted two seasons. I think the second season was just last year, and it got canceled pretty quick. Okay. Um, I think the first season was like just on very quickly in the summer. I hadn't even heard of it when I watched the second season. But I found it so hilarious that I went back and watched it. But it's a it's a Tina Fey produced show. Oh, so I'm um, sure it's good. Yeah, it was. It's very much within the realm of like a Thirty Rock. Yeah, like uh, Thirty Rock. Yeah, just like that comedy. It's uh, but it takes place in like a news station. Okay. Um, the girl, the woman who is like the main character, she was in. There's a Netflix show called Love. She oh yeah, it's um, Gillian Anderson. Not her. No, not, not she Gillian. wasn't the main character. Gillian Jacobs. Um, right. Yeah. But um, it was she's plays like a an actress in that show who's on this on Wichita this like dumb like witch show, but uh, she, um, yeah, it just, it's got that comedy. Her mom ends up being an intern at this place, and her mom oh, I gotta look up. Is it Claudia Doherty? I think so. That uh, she's in like an Irish woman. Maybe, uh, Claudia Doherty. Claudia Doherty. I know she's in love, so. Uh, no, oh yeah, she's the. Um, no, what show am I talking about? Great news. News. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's got uh, Horatio Sands is in it. Love him. Like he just pops up. I didn't even know what he was doing anymore. Um, he's lost a ton of weight. He looks great. Yes. Uh, Tina Fey comes in the second season because you can tell that she was trying to save it, but uh, oh. it didn't work so well. Well, uh, Nicole Richie is in it. Like all these people, who just keep popping up. Um, Kate Wendelson. Is that who you're thinking of? Maybe. It's probably no. It's Briga Heelan. Oh, I don't know who that is. That doesn't look. Oh, that's the woman from. Yeah. She's like the weird intern. That's in uh, Thirty Rock, right? Is she? No, I guess not. But yeah, uh, she's in. She pops up in. She was just in an episode yes. of. Brooklyn Nine Nine last night, but she just keeps popping up. But uh, yeah, it's just it's a really good cast. And uh, what? Oh, Andrea Martin—that's who I'm thinking about. Um, she's an old comedian. But yeah, it's uh, it's really funny, irreverent. Oh, in just... Portland, Maine. What? Yeah, she was born in Portland, Maine. Andrea Martin was born in Portland, Maine. I did not know that. She was in My Big Fat Greek Wedding, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, Hedwig, and the something or other. Yeah. <laughs> She's really funny. Um, for our listeners, we're both Mainers. We're both in Maine right now, for those of us who don't know us, and if yes. we've never said it. So we find that interesting. Yeah, because no one ever comes from here except for Anna Kendrick. <laughs> and uh, Tony Shalhoub, or I don't oh, yeah. know if he's from here, but he went no, to but he USM. Went to USM. Yeah, yeah, we're Stephen USM King. alum. Yeah. yeah, maybe we should get him to guest on the show sometime. I wish. Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. I, I like was Mark. trying to figure out how to like grow an audience, and people are like guest on shows and get guests. Ah, Tony Shalhoub. I had a brief, uh, a very brief interaction with Maria Bamford on Twitter, yeah. and I was like, I wonder if I could get her on here because she was in Maine recently. Really, I was like, maybe. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're still waiting on The Rock, and we're still waiting on Zack Snyder. So, yep. <laughs> you know. Zack Snyder, open invitation. Yep. But, yeah, great news is only, like, I don't know, it's less than 20 episodes probably. But it's it's very funny. If you like 30 Rock, it's got that goofy humor to it. Why didn't that last, I wonder? Do you think it's just the wrong place, wrong time? Yeah, because I hadn't even heard of it, and the yeah. whole first season had come out, and I was just like, what? Yeah, it was in 2017 and 2018. Huh, yeah, I've never heard of it either. I think the marketing was just very poor for I, it. Yeah. Maybe it came out at the same time as something else, and that was just, like, overlap. Like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was, like, yeah. just destroying it, or Lady Dynamite or something. Yeah, it was very, yeah. I, hmm. I don't know what happened to it, but I definitely recommend it. All right, I might have to check that out. It doesn't have an ending, really, I'm guessing. That. No, it definitely ends on a cliffhanger. Okay, that's, <laughs> yeah. maybe I won't watch it, because I hate it's that not kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I wrote down two for mine. The one I wrote, you might know this. It's uh, It was a show on Spike TV. I might have mentioned this before. Most Extreme Elimination oh, yeah, Challenge. Yeah, yeah. This is such a dumb show, but I kind of love it. Like, there you can <laughs> find episodes of it on YouTube. It's a lot like Ninja Warrior. Um, yeah. It's all in... It's in a Japanese show that's been poorly dubbed into English by actors. Yeah. It's all, like, incorrect. Yeah, like, yeah, they're just, just dubbing in the wrong thing yeah, and just doing just whatever jokes, they want. Yeah. Uh, it's, like, two Japanese that they've named, two Japanese, like, hosts that they've named, like, Vic Romano <laughs> and, like, Kenny Blankenship is, I think, one of the other guys. And it's, it's like Ninja Warrior. It's these people doing sometimes group and sometimes individual challenges where they have to get across obstacles or like run up mountains while like rocks are being thrown down at them yeah. and it's just it's silly it's stupid and silly and like it's uh it's it's a good thing to have on and just kind of be like not really think about what you're <laughs> watching yeah if you're into that kind of thing yeah, because whenever I watch Ninja Warrior, I watch it and I either get really sad at the stories or really sad that I uh, am not capable of doing any of those things. Yeah. <laughs> but then you I, can watch most MXC and just uh, it's like the, it's feel like better the about yourself. karmic opposite <laughs> yeah. about, of like that kind of thing. Um, I wrote down two. The other one I wrote down, you do know, definitely, is the Ben Stiller Show. Oh, yeah. Highly underrated sketch show. Yeah, that only lasted like 13 episodes or a season. Yeah, a a criminally underrated. It launched a lot of careers. Bob Odenkirk, who is now incredibly famous. Andy Dick. Andy Dick, who is now, we don't care about him still. Uh, Ben Stiller, who's a huge movie star. Janine Gruffalo. Uh, super popular comedian who yeah i always is, forget that bob odenkirk is in there. yeah david yeah. cross is in there yeah yeah like it, it launched a ton of careers and it's just it's a weird sketch show with like weird scenes it's a lot like kids in the hall if you have if anyone's ever listened to kids in the hall um like i remember like what is it jewish police i think <laughs> is one of their sketches yeah. that's kind of like like really popular I remember uh, Kill Doug Shafty. Do you remember that? Oh, uh, vaguely. It's like a rap song called Kill Doug Shafty. Yeah. It's like some guy's just like white nerd neighbor. And he's yeah. Like, this guy's threatening me. Like, no, nah, I just made a song. Yeah. It's uh, it's a lot of weirdness that was like early on in like these improvisers' careers. Yeah. You get to see all of them like kind of like super, I think, like uh, or very early appearances. Maybe. I don't know if it's the first for any of them, but like. Kind of. I remember Bobcat Goldthwait was in it. Yeah. Uh, was he doing his voice oh, yeah. thing that I he does? Flea was in an episode. Oh, they had a God. lot of good guest stars. Yeah. Too. yeah. And, it's but, weird to hear him speak normally. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was just a <laughs> character. Yeah. I, yeah, it's... I I don't know why that one didn't last. It, I mean... I think it, Ben Stiller just doesn't have the charisma to carry his own show. He, I yeah. I don't dislike... we doing Limp Bizkit stuff early right before the, uh, <laughs> yeah. and he's, he's, in, he's referenced in, a, in one of those songs. He's in the Rolling Music video. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did a lot of things. Uh, I don't know. I used to love him in high school. That was when, like, Zoolander was coming out and Meet the Parents, but I, think I don't that know he, why. He's, I, I feel like he's a good comedic actor, maybe. Like he's like um, he? He, I don't know. Like he, I think there's something about him that I think like people like. Like he's like Owen Wilson. I feel yeah. like when they're in a movie together, I'm like oh, I kind of like it, even though it's bad. Yeah, he has good. I think he has good chemistry with certain people. Yeah, and if he Owen Wilson is one of them. I think. Yeah, like they, they're dumb movies. Like all the movies they make. I think the only good one that they've been. They start seeing Hutch too together. That's oh right. yeah, yeah. Nice. I don't know. But they were uh, Royal Tenenbaums is like a movie yeah. that's like a dramatic movie that I'm like, oh, they were good in that. I don't, I've never seen that one. Really, that's yeah. a great movie. Yeah, I don't think I was allowed to watch it. Oh, wow. Well. Uh, yeah, it's a Wes Anderson. I feel like yeah, his movies uh, are decent. Wes Anderson, I, I love and hate i don't know it's such it's hit or miss with Wes Anderson. What me, film do you like. hate of his? Do you, I don't know your... if I hate anything of his. Um, I think I didn't, it, it was underappreciated 
by me when I first did see his movies, like, way back They're, when. like, purposefully, like, kind of annoying, like, quirky right. now. Like, they, a lot of them have, um, Jason Schwartz. Oh, yeah, a lot of them. All the same. Yeah. Um, Isle of Dogs was his film last year, and I yeah. loved it. That was one of my favorite movies last yeah. year. Yeah. And had a lot of the same voices. Like, you want to see Brian Cranston as a dog and uh, a lot of pathos Jeff Goldblum and, yeah. and Bill Murray as a dog. And, yeah. Yeah, he makes a lot of weird, interesting movies that are, like, uh, quirky, but it's kind of like, oh, we get it. You're weird. Like, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. It's, he definitely likes to experiment with uh, just shots, too. A lot of his films, they're shot pretty basic, but they're meant to be that way. Symmetry is a lot of his yeah deal if you look at a lot of his films there's a lot of symmetry to them yeah but ben stiller yeah i don't know i think what's he doing now is he doing anything uh i don't know he's probably producing something i don't know if he's in anything sure yeah he did i remember he did he did walter mitty was the last oh yeah it was yeah i think zoolander 2 was after walter mitty yeah and i did not see Zoolander 2. And I loved Zoolander 1. Uh, it's like a stupid movie. Yes. But I kind of... I've seen it a million times because it was on Comedy Central oh, yeah. like every day. I owned it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's a freaking loved it. not a good movie, but I kind of no, enjoy it. No. It's entertaining. Yeah, There's it's entertaining. good and entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you have... I'm sure you have some music you'd like to talk music about. Music was one of my hardest things really? to come by. Okay. Uh, for both our sister episodes here um it's just so subjective yeah that's like. true because it's kind Whenever. of like hard to know like who is like a hidden gem it's like they're probably uh, have a huge fan base that we exactly and i think i did choose one with a huge fan base um, i had to kind of i came uh one of them i forgot i even liked a lot so that's kind of why i went with them uh, have you ever heard of the subways no they're like a british punk rock band okay. from the early 2000s all right um they had an album called young for eternity which i really liked uh but they're really popular over in england and then they had three more albums after that that i didn't even know about that's why they're so hidden i feel like um certain bands like that like if they're super popular in england we don't know about them like yeah. they have a huge fan base like i was listening to that band pup like that's a huge like British band, but I guess like Never nobody here knows about yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about pop. But yeah, the Subways I like them a lot. There, it's just like a you know classic punk rock trio. Very right. cool. Female singer, so of course I'm into you're into it. it sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just uh, the oh yeah is one of their songs off Young for Eternity. Rock and Roll Queen. You might recognize them if you heard them. But yeah, maybe. Very. Yeah. There are a lot of bands that are kind of like in that realm. Sometimes they're like one hit wonders. They're like, oh yeah, I really like that one song. But other than that, I I don't really know anything by them. Yeah, and this was like 2004, so it was a time of like a lot of garage rock, like oh, okay. the Strokes sure. and stuff. So it might have gotten over, yeah, shadowed by fans of stuff, kind of like the Strokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. bands that were is the Strokes American? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah. Julian Casablancas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I think. Maybe that's why the Strokes are more popular over here. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, uh, I I gotta check out their other albums. Yeah. Um, mine is like the same kind of realm, like not as far as genre, but like a bunch of people know who who this is and what he does. Um, but like I feel a lot of people like I don't know who this is, nor do I care. Um, I wrote down one guy. It's Bruce Falconer. You know who that is? Nope. He does uh, soundtrack stuff, specifically okay. for the, most known for the uh, English Dragon Ball Z soundtrack, which oh, I think okay, is gotcha. a well-known kind of soundtrack, but kind of like, you know, like everyone knows what it sounds like, but I don't think people don't know the guy behind it. And there are like, I think four people, four main people who worked on those soundtracks. And one of the guys is on YouTube's on YouTube's YouTube on the and YouTube. he, yeah and he uh, he kind of tells his story about working with this guy Bruce Falconer. I wrote on him because he's like the known name, but this other guy did like I think forty percent of the work. Bruce Falconer supposedly only did about two percent of oh, wow. the stuff that he's credited for. That's, he did uh, I think there are about 
I don't know, like 60 tracks, and he did, I think, three of them. Uh, this other guy did, like, 20 or something like that. And then there were these two other guys that did a ton. And he's got a bunch of stuff on there that's, like, kind of, like, uh, either unwritten stuff, or uh, not unwritten, but unreleased yeah. stuff, or, like, stuff that he's done independently that kind of has the same feel, but it isn't, you know, from anything. So, I don't know. It's stuff that I, I just kind of grew up with and like, but it's just not something that people really think about, I guess. Yeah, I love yeah. Uh, soundtrack composers and stuff. I listen to... What is that? Kuro Rain? What is her yeah, name? Yeah, Kurain. Lady Rain. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of her lately. She just announced she was releasing her own like first debut album. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Um, and then even, like, I used to like Danny Elfman a lot. Sure. Back in the day. Boingo, boingo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hans Zimmer is pretty cool. Yeah, a lot um, of composers, like, and anime people who do, like, all their stuff. Like, uh, Ko Otani, who did a bunch of stuff, is, like, a really great composer. He did, like, Shadow of the Colossus for, yeah. like, the video game stuff also. Yeah, that's that's cool. I didn't even think, yeah, I think composers are hidden. There's so many... I, I hear some people say the best score is, like, a movie score or TV score or whatever is one that you don't can't like remember because it it fits so well with the show or whatever but which is kind of weird because they're like oh i kind of remember yeah but you i think of it i as really like, pay attention to that stuff i love yeah. like scoring tv and syncing things up to music and film and i think it's do you I, like uh do you like musicals and stuff like that also though or yeah do you, or do you like uh like a jukebox kind of thing what do you mean well a jukebox like a jukebox musical is where they use like Journey, like they might use oh, Journey yeah. in there. I they like both. Okay. I, I I really like both. I appreciate like a rock opera. That yeah, that have, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, but um, I I mean I like it. I like a good composer. So that's like I had the Spider Man soundtrack in high school, and I like just listening to the Danny Elfman like composed songs okay. that he did for like. You didn't like that Nickelback it. song? <laughs> I did love that too. Yeah, <laughs> although I hate Nickelback also. But I'm sure they have a handful of songs that I like. Like, I know everyone craps on them, and there are so many bands that people oh, yeah. crap on, but I feel like, I bet if you listened to their whole catalog, you'd find a handful of songs maybe, you'd yeah. like. Maybe, yeah, maybe one. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think I think they are underappreciated and yeah. underrated, I think. Yeah, they are hidden gems, definitely. Like, you probably, well, if you hadn't talked about it, you might have been able to put Kura Rain in yeah. there. Oh yeah, I would have yeah. definitely. Yeah, because I feel like I've been on her band camp. Yeah, like, since the last episode, and <laughs> she's. Uh, I feel like uh, a lot of people know that soundtrack. I have a, a coworker oh, yeah. who really loves that soundtrack. Really also. cool. Yeah, I have a, a cassette version of it coming as well. Oh, that uh, the Undertale <laughs> yeah, uh, soundtrack really is famous. like a really yeah. well-known one. Megalovania in the Undertale theme, like, a really great song. Da, 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 like that. Yeah, I found this website where you can get a lot of, like, vinyl uh, video game soundtracks. I have yeah. the Stardew Valley one, which is really cool. I, I've never really paid attention to that soundtrack. but it's got, <laughs> I'm sure it's like, great. it's a four album. There's four discs to it, and the, each one is a season, so oh, that's, that's pretty cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. And it's, like, colored nicely to look like each season. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's really that does cool. sound good, actually. Just a nice display piece to Sure. Uh, uh, I did have another music one. I think. What do you got? Um, I had Them Crooked Vultures. Have you ever heard of them? I've heard of them. I don't know. I can't name their stuff. But Yeah, I think they only had one album. And uh, it's like a side project super band. Yeah, it was like a super group, I think. Yeah, yeah. Dave Grohl and Josh Holmes from... Mm -hmm. uh, Foo Fighters. Queen, Queens oh. of the Stone Age. Oh, and Foo Fighters for obviously... Yeah, no. Dave Grohl. Or Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and probably a few other people, but yeah, uh, I really—it was one of my favorite Dave Grohl projects. Um, I think I—I I just I don't know his like side stuff. I mean, is Foo Fighters technically a side thing? Kind of. Um, Not really, but yeah. he, it like might have been early on. Yeah, and then he—he he had like a countryish rock thing too, because a lot mm. of early Foo Fighter stuff was just him. It's just him on one of the albums, and mm. maybe one guy drummed on one track. Huh. But a lot of it was kind of like Nine Inch Nails, where it was just Trent Reznor. It was just one guy doing most of the work and then touring with a band. And then it grew into like the whole band contributing. That's cool. Um, but Dave Grohl was also, he 
has done a few tracks on for Queens of the Stone Age drumming for them too. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, uh, the, one of my I almost like them more than Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, uh, Queens of the Stone Age is really hit or miss. Also, I feel like I hate their main singer too. He's a he, he real is, piece yeah, of he's a crap. piece of shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he is. really is. I almost didn't want to put them on the list because he has become a total. Like, he's a bad. Dirt bag. He's yeah. a dirtbag. He yeah. really is. He's yeah, yeah, which is unfortunate. Cause yeah, and he's always been that way. He's yeah. like he's such a scumbag. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Don't come on here, Josh Holmes. You're yeah. not welcome. Yeah, I, we don't want you on here. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Uh, the jump to a uh, yeah, book. Yeah, keep moving on. Book. Yeah. Oh, the one I had. Oh, okay. Here we go. I had trouble That's... with this one. I always have trouble with books, obviously. Well, yeah. But now I have, here we go, props, physical proof. Listen yeah, I'm looking this. at a book. I see words. This book is... By Tim Burton. Oh, I remember this <laughs> book. The Melancholy Death of Oyster Boy and Other Stories. Sure. And y'all know that, or if you're a new listener, you don't know, but I love Tim Burton, or I used to love Tim Burton a lot. I don't like him so much anymore. I Who's think the he, other guy? That uh, the actual guy who does the stuff? Uh, Henry Selleck is like Henry the Selleck. actual like director of Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. and does, he's the real macabre. <laughs> no. Uh, He's got a definite style. If you like the style of Nightmare Before Christmas, you probably like the visual style of Henry Selleck more than Tim, Tim Burton, Burton, to yeah. be honest. Um, I remember this book. You got it in high school, right? Yeah, it's just a poem. Like, Tim Burton's, like, short poems. They're all really gross and macabre. But not super gross. They're just silly. I think this is some of his best work, to be honest. There's one with a boy whose eyes have fallen out. Yeah, I remember. Is, I'm going to read this one. Specifically yeah, it's short. This is called The Boy with Nails in His Eyes. The boy with nails in his eyes put up his aluminum tree. It looked pretty strange because he couldn't really see. And it's got this lovely picture of a crappy looking tree and this guy who's got nails in his eyes. Yep, that's exactly what it looks like for the listeners. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think it's just one of it's Tim Burton's underrated gem. You you should definitely check this out yeah. uh, if you like. It's a nice his little older of- like Beetlejuice esque kind of stuff. It's more like that Frankenweenie. Uh, in the style of that more. It, this Oyster Boy kind of looks like Franken. Looks very, um, like, Kurt Vonnegut style, yeah, kind of, too, yeah. if you're into that. Like, Kurt Vonnegut had a lot of silly yeah, kind scribble of... Drawings. Scribble drawings. Yeah, scribble drawings, yeah. Yeah, it's got nice visuals, some black and white, a lot of death. <laughs> yeah, a lot of weird... <laughs> a lot of needles. Needle. Of, uh, yeah, I like it. I always loved it as a kid. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just silly. Tim Burton not taking himself too seriously for once. I yeah. think that's kind of kind of nice. Yeah, that's yeah. like that's the era I liked of him. Yeah, uh, I had one. I don't. I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Maybe I haven't. It's called Notes from Underground. Have I ever mentioned that? I don't know. Not that I can remember. It's written no. by uh, Fyodor Dostoevsky. It's okay. the yeah. only. He's obviously a, a great Russian writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the only book of his I've read. I don't. I know. Well, you know, he wrote the brothers Karamazov and Crime and Punishment, uh, and some other stuff. Uh, and those are you know well known great books. This is a very short book. Um, the first part is kind of like this, uh, just a, kind of like a dissertation. It's all written from the perspective of this guy called the Underground Man. That's his name. That's his character. He's a narrator, main character, protagonist. And there are two parts to it. One is him just kind of like talking. And then the second part is like a short story. And supposedly this story is a, like a very kind of like, you know, it's kind of what Taxi Driver is based on. That some people know this. Like uh, in the second part, he goes into the city and he tries to save a prostitute. It doesn't end the same mm-hmm. way. He doesn't, you know, go into a place and shoot everyone. Uh, it It's kind of just sad and thoughtful and weird. Uh, and I just like it a lot. It's very short. It's only, it's probably like under 100 pages. I haven't read it in a while, but it's good. Um, it's him just kind of ranting and raving and talking about how he's lonely and how he's sick and how he doesn't understand why things are the way they are and you know it's it's a lot of weird kind of stuff but a lot of it is also kind of relatable 
Yeah. 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 Big character piece. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't read any Doiskai yet. I would definitely recommend that one because it's so short. The other ones are good. I can get it under my belt. Are are dense and long. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, because I definitely need to read more because I always this is always my hardest category. Yeah, I reading takes time. So yeah, it's tough. That's why I read comics. (laughs) I can't even do that. You should do uh, a thing I'll plug because I think it's great. It's this thing called Webtoon. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's these short kind of online um, comics that people just do. You can kind of follow different ones. It's kind of like a thing where they just have a bunch of people and creators that have kind of made their own little comics. And they're just like little things. Like one I read is called uh, My Giant Nerd Boyfriend, which is this woman who's an artist and her boyfriend's an artist. And it's their little drawings that they kind of have their relationship and stuff. It's good. Nice. Yeah. I'll look into that. Yeah. Uh, video games, I had about 40. Um, uh, and now about you? I feel like I had trouble with this one, too. Oh, okay. Did I? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I, yeah, because I'm not even proud of the one I put down. Because oh. um, I probably talked about it before. Maybe. Because we, we talk Zelda to death all the time. Uh, sure we do. But this is... Uh, this, I, I might have talked about this. It's a uh, different Zelda, hopefully. It's Hyrule Warriors. It's not oh, okay. a Zelda game. It's like um, it's more. It's, it's like a Dynasty it's Warriors. Dynasty Warriors, it's a hack and slash one. Um, that's why a lot of people hate it because it's well. It's, I understand the appeal of these game. games, but it's no, it's not supposed to be a Zelda game. It's, it's supposed to be a Warriors. Game. Yeah, and it's like the bosses are tough, pretty much. Um, yeah. you can just. It's fun to just like you can be any pretty much any Zelda character you want unlike any other Zelda game where you're just Link most of the time yep um but yeah so and you can there's I have the definitive edition I so good I bought it twice yeah Um, but yeah it has like pretty much any character you can think of you can think of a Goron you can be Darunia you wanna be a Zora you're Princess Rudo you want to be, I don't know. You can be Ganondorf, right? Yeah, you can be Ganondorf. You can be, yeah, any of the bad guys, too. You can be Tinkle, probably. I think you can be Tinkle. <laughs> yeah, there's no one a, wants to be, but you can be him. Yeah, there's a girl version of Link called Linkle, and you can be her, and she's got, like, dual crossbows. You can be Sheik, you can be you Princess can be, yeah, Zelda. Yep, uh, you can be... That lady, you say the lady that's the protector of Zora, or uh, Zelda? Oh, Impa, yeah. Impa, yeah, she's Impa. one of the best ones yeah. to be. She's got a big-ass sword. Um, so, Warriors games, uh, for people that don't know, I know these games, because I, I love the Dynasty Warriors, and yeah. my Warriors, Warriors Orochi series. Uh, they're games where it's like a big open field, and usually you have a few objectives, and you're there's usually about a thousand people on the on this yeah. big map, and you just go around and you just kill them all. Yeah, it's just much. a hack and slash kind of game. It's very thoughtless. You don't have to think really at all. Usually, <laughs> no, it's good. To, it's yeah. a button masher, and you're just you know killing scores of people at a time, and it's very satisfying in a way that some people just don't understand. It's not puzzly you don't have to really think about anything you just have to usually just hit two buttons ever yeah sometimes the third button yeah it's usually uh, just a or b a or b like combinations of a yeah that's pretty much it. yeah it's they're good games but they are a very specific type of game yeah i like it because it's like the moves are the combo moves can be so cinematic and stuff and like in a lot of Zelda games, they always talk about the Great War that happened, or this war happened, and this war caused this, but you never actually get to see the war or be in the war. So you're taking time, part of it. Yeah, this okay. time you are. So it's that's I like that element of it, and just yeah. being any character you want. I've always been a big fan of the Warriors series, so I will gladly accept that as a as a choice because yeah. they are good but they are a a thing they are not for everyone right yeah it's i mean gameplay is kind of repetitive but oh there's there's, there's, there's so like much to unlock it. too so i mean it's kind of yeah i mean you can invest time in it if you Definitely. feel like getting all the stuff oh yeah what about you? You said you one, got 40, two, three. So oh, hold on. One, two, yours. three, four, five. I already done five. I'll just list them off quickly, and we'll just go over a few of them. Bomberman Hero, Ashura's Wrath, Body Harvest, Mischief Makers, Space Station, Silicon Valley. Do you recognize any of those? Uh, Bomberman. Okay. Uh, Bomberman Hero. Maybe, yeah. Maybe not Hero. Uh, I don't know really the specific i just know of Bomberman. man yeah um and mischief makers do you know that one no body I, harvest 
Nope. Silicon uh, Valley? Possibly? Space Station Silicon Valley? No. I'll just go over it. Bomberman Hero is a adventure game where you play as Bomberman, okay, where yeah. there's a lot of puzzles. You can usually hold a bomb and, like, grow it while you're holding it and throw it. There are boss battles, there are power-ups. It's, it's a weird N64 game yeah. that just didn't succeed, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I do vaguely remember there being a Bomberman, like... adventure game adventure yeah it wasn't just like the grid based kind of like battle game like there would be boss battles where you'd have to like throw bombs in the air and then like time it so it would like blow up and like be smouth or whatever and yeah that's interesting i think that would would definitely be a good concept there's yeah a lot of there's have you heard of bomb chicken there's an indie game called bomb chicken no i don't think so very similar I guess it's more of a 2D side scroller one. It's oh, not, okay. but it isn't puzzles. It's more like an adventure, like bar, and you're only you're a chicken that lays bomb eggs. And oh, okay. So it's kind of like that. Yeah, this one is is an adventure. There are puzzly aspects, but there's also just like battles and stuff like that too. Uh, Ashura's Wrath is a very anime like game that has a lot of quick time events, but it's also a beat 'em up. You play Ashura, which is the devil basically, mm-hmm. and you've been framed for the murder of. Uh, I think your wife and child, and it's you going through the system where you have to eventually fight this guy named Deus, which is God technically, yeah. and it's it's a very kind of cinematic, uh, weird beat 'em up where you're this very angry man. It's called Ashura's Wrath. Uh, you're constantly angry. You lose your limbs several times, and you have to fight without with your legs and head. Okay. And then, like, in a few battles, there's some where you grow extra limbs, so you're fighting with, like, I think six arms at some point. Yeah, it's That's, a weird, yeah. strange game that... It's it's good, though. Uh, Body Harvest, I believe it was the first uh, sandbox game to ever exist. Really? I think Ooh. so. Um, you're a little guy that's kind of around in the invasion of these huge bug creatures... And I, I can't remember if you have a weapon, but I know, like, a lot of the game is kind of commandeering vehicles and using them in kind of, like, a puzzly aspect, but also, like, a battle aspect. Like, later on, you have to steal a tank to kind of fight these, like, big insects. What system? I think uh, two of these have been in 64. Okay. Uh, Shur's Wrath is uh, PS3, I think. But Bomberman Hero, Body Harvest, Mystic Makers, and Space Station Silicon Valley, all in 64, because that was my system, basically. there was a lot of titles for that. Yeah. Uh, Mystic Makers was a game where you played as a girl named Marina, who would shake stuff, and she had these kind of, she was a cyborg, I think, where uh, she had these kind of metallic, uh, robotic limbs, or I think it was just arms and kind of a back area where she could kind of boost up. It was a platformer, but there was also battle aspects to it where she would shake, shake. I remember that being one of the <laughs> the things that in the sounds and there, you know, it was her throwing stuff and using like her throwing skills and like punching skills to kind of get through battles and puzzles, whatever. Uh, Space Station Silicon Valley was another kind of warping thing. I can't remember what you start as, but... You're in space, but you're all on these small planets where these uh, all these weird animals are. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say weird, because they're just normal animals. And you warp into the animals' bodies, depending on the situation. Like, there's a situation where you need to fly to something, so you have to warp oh, into a cool. bird's body. There's a situation where you need to like go through water, so I think you go into an alligator's body. Stuff like that. Hmm. A lot of weird stuff going on there. Yeah. I don't know. I could have listed about 20 more. Yeah. Because I found this list of, like, all these games I knew, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this one, this one, this one, this one. I, one of the... Kind of remind me of an N64 hidden gem was uh, Jet Force Gemini. Sure. Yeah, yeah I remember good. that. It was, like, a gold... It had very Golden Eye-esque mechanics. Cause it was it, by Rare, right? Yeah, it was by yeah. Rare. and um, But it was in space, and you, like, could be three characters, like a girl, a guy, or a dog. That, yeah. You're just on an alien planet shooting 
and you're uh, trying to rescue big, these little yeah. things, right? Oh, yeah, they're like little teddy bears or something. Yeah. Because I played this recently for an old YouTube bomb. series. I did. Laser Bomb Show? I yeah, remember saying that. Yeah. yeah, I remember that gameplay. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun game, I, and I don't think... I didn't hear a lot of people playing it, but, I mean, the mechanics were pretty solid for an N64 game like that, because Rare was good at shooters like that. Sure. It kind of, in like... They had the shooting mechanics almost a golden eye, but the, like... It's like a third person, right? Yeah, third person mechanics of Donkey Kong 64. Right. Another yeah. underrated, but maybe, well, maybe perfectly rated, because it's not great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I never beat it. I remember renting it from the grocery store. I, I didn't own it. unlocked all the characters, but then I didn't really? know where to go. Yeah, I think I... Um, yeah. Because you start off with one, yeah. you eventually get four, I think. Yeah. I remember There's Lanky... Four? Lanky was the weird orangutan who's got the weird stretchy limbs. Oh, and Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong. 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there was so much to do in that game. Yeah, I threw oranges. I remember that being a thing. That game, I I owned that game. I meant I rent Jet Force Jim. Oh, okay. Because I, I have the the Jungle Green N64 that came uh, with Donkey okay. Kong. And that was one of the first games like I played all the time because it was one of the only games I had. Yeah, that was that a game pretty was, open game, too. Yeah, it was there was a lot because there's like eight worlds. It was very platformy, like Mario. In it was a lot like Banjo Kazooie too. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, um, but yeah, and each yeah, there's so much. Like each character had five, or I think like seven objectives in each world. So you got five characters, eight worlds, seven objectives. Someone do the math. Yeah, not me. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But yeah. And then, but yeah, you had to beat the original Donkey Kong to beat that game. I could never do that. Oh, you mean with Mario going yeah. up the? Yeah. Is that? But didn't you play as Donkey Kong going up it? To no, Ra- he no. played as Jumpman. Yeah, he played oh, as Jumpman. Mario. I can never get past the third level. Yeah. Nightmares. Real stuff. Too bad. Yeah, I don't know. There are a lot of weird uh hidden gems on the n64 that people just like it's an old system system, so it's like people don't talk about it really anymore because it's like generations old yeah you can't stream it really yeah (laughs) only if you emulate it yeah uh but yeah there were a lot of stuff that i'm like oh yeah people do you remember this game do you remember this game aiden chronicles of magic do you remember magic 64 do you remember uh 1080 snowboarding oh yeah i remember that one yeah launch title i think sure do you remember perfect dark oh yeah sure i love perfect dark yeah a lot of weird stuff in that game in that series oh yeah uh i guess we can move on to the next thing yeah uh we did an anime yeah uh we watched shokugeki no soma is that right oh which one's that that's the cooking one yes yes (laughs) okay then yep I just type in Food Wars. Food Wars. It's right called Food Wars uh, hyphen Shokugeki yes. no Soma. Yes. Uh, yes, I did watch the first three episodes of whatever it is. Course, yes, Food course Wars. Course 1 or Plate 1 or whatever it is. And what did you think? Um, I think the problem I have with a lot of animes is that I hate a lot of the characters. Fair enough. A lot of them are very abrasive and yell a lot Yeah. Um, in this one. But... Didn't I? I can get past that, and I did. So this. Did you watch the dub or the sub? I watched the dub. Okay. I tend to. I watched. I, I watched both. Yeah, I have an easier time with the dub. Fair I enough. Just, so much to watch that I just. Yeah. Um. Uh, but uh, yeah. So I watched the first three episodes. This show starts with Soma. Right? Soma Yukihiro. Yep, and he's a fifteen-year-old. He works at his dad's diner with him. His dad taught him how to cook. Uh, it's very and they are always trying to make the best they're always competing with each other trying to make the best or the grossest combination of food pretty much Um, but yeah he's just really dedicated to cooking and then his dad one day at the end of the first episode after Soma saves the shop in the first episode his dad's like oh by the way we're gonna have to close up I'm moving away to America for a bit to cook for some famous people or whatever and you're gonna go to cooking school and like every like a lot of shows that i watch it's a school for cooking or it's a school for superheroes or it's a school yeah. for yep. yep this is a school for cooking i think that's a big thing 
this is a very yeah, intense school for cooking yes. where you kind of you know they have these things called shokugekis which are these kind of cooking battles which they kind of put certain things on the line they're like i put my pride of the of cooking on the line sometimes they put items on the line oh, sometimes yeah. they put like oh i'll never be a cook again if they beat me yeah i didn't see too much of that yet I, yeah they got he, he got into the school pretty much that's what he put on the line yeah um, he meets uh, Arena. Yes, and she has what they call the god tongue. She has the god tongue, <laughs> which she, by tasting something, she can tell exactly what's in it yeah. and what's wrong with it. Yeah, since she was like, she, what, she started speaking when she was like three months old or something, and yeah. it was because she was like breastfeeding. She, just, yeah, she, <laughs> she was like, like, this is bland. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it, I, um, yeah, uh, I grew up in a cooking household. My yeah. father is a chef, and I grew up in a culinary household. I spent a lot of time in kitchens. Uh, I grew up in... So how realistic was this? Uh, it's Well, it wasn't very competitive in the kitchens, yeah. but it's very... Like, I... The story part, I don't really care about. Okay. <laughs> the characters I find very abrasive. Okay. I guess um his the last episode that I watched was... He was cooking. He was taking his first class with the French. Oh yeah, uh, the guy chef. who never smiles. Yeah, and he ha- he gets paired up with this Magumi. girl. Yeah, and she's yeah. gonna fail out pretty much. Or yeah, she gets another failing grade. But uh, and so she wasn't bad, I guess, because she's not terrible like everyone else. Yeah, because Soma puts a pretty big target on his back in the beginning, where he transfers in, and he's just like, "I'm gonna win," and everyone hates him. Yeah, and he's just this oblivious. Kid who he's like every anime up. guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, every cocky anime guy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to beat everyone. I'm going to take the number one spot. Yeah, so uh, everyone's mad at him, and he's already yeah. a loud mouth, so everyone's just yelling at each other most of the time. Um, but it, I love the cooking. I do love the cooking. Like I yeah. said, like in Death Note, I want something that had like something mundane that they animate really like There's awesome. like sprinkling yeah. on. like. He's like Every time he goes to cook, he, like, rips his headband off his wrist and, like, puts it around his head. And the uh, his, like, apron's flying. He's like, order up! And he's yeah. got all these great catchphrases. Yeah. And you just see everything splashing. You see the boiling water. And when they, he, like, at the end of each time, at, when he, ever he plates the food and they're testing it, uh, he's, whenever he explains how everything's made, it's all, like... It just looks like a science diagram with every all these arrows pointing to it, and it's it's really interesting. And it's they put a lot of thought into it when they yeah. talk about like these dishes. On YouTube, they have like people who like recreate the dishes really? and stuff like that. Yeah, because when he good. made his transforming like what fury 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 cocky yeah fury cocky rice, I was like, I want that. Now. Yeah, <laughs> it has like melted like chicken broth in it. Yeah, like, yes, give that to me, please. Like, yeah, it's I. When it first started, I was like, eh, I don't know if I like this one so much, but the cooking, I can definitely get into the cooking. Yeah, they get into, they do the battles later on where they have these kind of like uh, competitive, they've got one-on-ones and then they've got these things where you kind of like, they've got these big kind of group kind of battles where there's like a huge competition, like a tournament kind of thing where like you have to meet certain prerequisites to get into like the top 10 and then once you're in the top 10 they like pair you off and you have battles and you kind of go up the ladder or whatever. Do they take like full episode arcs to do that? Like it, Oh yeah, they yeah. have like a it's like a it, the first season I think is 24 episodes. Right, yeah. So it's like, Cuz when I first opened it up I was like, "Geez, there's like 3 seasons of this." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do they it's make long. it go that long? But then And the manga is still going too. Yeah, it's like in a lot of animes I've noticed where they have competitions or whatever they make the competition it is a tournament yeah it is very much a tournament anime yeah and like later on they is that a type like a tournament oh yes that is a definitely a style like a tournament based like especially with sports or whatever like i've been watching this anime called yaomusha pedal which is about bicycling (laughs) yes it's about competitive bicycling and like it's very much a a tournament type thing like you you haka show does that naruto does that a lot of anime yeah and my hero academia yep there you go a few times it's definitely cool that's interesting yeah because i've definitely noticed a trend of that yeah i love their tournaments picking up on stuff it's kind of, you get to see, like, side characters kind of do their thing, like, show their talents, yeah. even if they fail. Yeah, like, they definitely, yeah, yeah. develop, uh, take it 
as time to develop the other characters. Yeah. Get a lot of spotlight. Yep. Yeah. I I didn't think I was going to continue it, but I, I am it's enjoying it. It's kind of interesting. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It is compelling. It and, does uh, kind of pick up, and you kind of get, you know, attached to the characters, I think, a little bit more as you go on. Yeah, I will. I think I will give it a shot. Yeah, it's good, and there's plenty of it. So, oh yeah, definitely seems like there was. Uh, Yeah, it's good. So is that Anna? Yes, that's Anna. Yes. Oh, okay. I uh, I think the bar was set really high with Death Note and One Punch Man originally. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it is hard catching up to those. Yeah, like trying to curb my expectations. Death Note is like one of the highest ranking anime. So is One Punch Man. Man, even though it's like a new anime. Have you seen? They have a trailer for season two out. I know. I I saw like it's like five seconds. Yeah, yeah. It just shows the characters pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's coming at least. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I know we've got another one to talk about, we'll, which we'll do another episode. We'll have to figure out something else to... I was thinking about, like, I don't know, either more mainstream stuff or more... Maybe... I want you to eventually see that last movie that I've seen, which is A Silent Voice, which will be right. one. But I don't know. Maybe put you on to, like, the huge mainstream ones. Okay. Or maybe some weird ones that I really like, like uh, uh, Sayonara Zetsuba Sensei or whatever, like yeah I, I like the weird ones uh i think the sometimes next one, yeah sometimes <laughs> yeah. i think the next one next one we're going to talk about i mean uh, you can always pick one too i mean i've yeah. seen a lot of stuff i know you mentioned uh sword art online that you oh yeah i do want to watch that yeah i know attack on titan i was gonna watch uh i saw ani yusha or ani yashu whatever inu yasha inu yasha whatever it yeah. was on netflix and it was only like 20 episodes yeah was, uh, Maybe, that's good. Maybe check that one out. Yeah, too. that's good. Roruni Kenshin's on there. That's a good anime. Cool. It's about samurai. Samurai Champloo. That's a great anime. Nice. Afro Samurai. That's I've uh, heard of that one. Yeah, that <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. That's Samuel. I didn't know he was yeah. in that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's the voice. Man. Okay. That might be yeah. definite for me then. Nice. And it's got weird, good animation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah I don't know. Uh, I guess we can wrap it up. Probably. We should. Yeah. All right, yeah, you can, uh... oh, wait, yeah, uh, I, man, I have correspondence. Oh, do you? Okay. Sort of. Um, is this, like, Ryan Gorno again? No, this is, uh, this is with honorary show member Caleb, because oh. oh, okay. he's always conversing and he does our music. Sure. But, um, I do remember in one episode, because it was, this is probably a while ago for us when we recorded it, actually, but, yeah. uh. We were talking about the the Dreamcast, and we were wondering why the Sega Dreamcast like died. Yeah. Um, Caleb actually he messaged Seven me about stuff. it. Okay. And I don't want to write it verbatim because he did edit it, um, sort of. But we were conversing about. Yeah, the Dreamcast. Why, and yeah, like, why, why the Dreamcast uh, ended, and it was pretty much it had really bad digital rights management. Like, ah, okay. The CDs were very you couldn't just burn it very with just like a regular cdr but it was almost just as easy maybe just like another step further to copy discs oh well pirate them very easily and i guess that was of the time i guess well yeah that's what i was me and caleb were talking about like um that yeah that when the dreamcast was coming out that's when like napster and cd burners were becoming a household thing yeah. it's just very easy to copy things so Right, it was poor timing and not enough forethought, and but I that got me to wondering was well, they had the Sega Saturn before the Dreamcast, and that took CDs, and I guess the Sega Saturn security was way better than the Dreamcast. Hmm. Like the Sega Saturn only got hacked until 2016, I think Holy that crap. was when it first That's got. So much later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not like the same year. So right. yeah, they. Uh, I don't. Uh, Sega just kind of dropped the ball on their digital rights management and hmm. copyright. Like security, I guess. But huh. What a weird thing. Rest in peace, Sega. I will still carry your burden on my shoulders, literally, with my Sonic the Tattoo Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog tattoo. And Shadow. Damn it. <laughs> yes. But yes. Sure, carry the torch for him. Yeah. I, Keep him will live on. Yeah. As long as my corpse is... Your current <laughs> corpse. You die, yeah. This might get dark, but what happens to tattoos when you die? I mean, your skin deteriorates, yeah. I imagine, if you're cremated, especially. Like, oh, yeah. You know. Well, I'm going to be donated to science, so. Do you think they'll save it? My will and Do you think they'll skin it off your <laughs> yeah. arm and save it somehow? Yeah. 
donate me to science, but donate like those whatever uh, ten square inches of my skin to the art and yeah. like make it out of canvas. Or they must have people that like that aren't like serial killers who like have like, <laughs> skin grafts that have like weird tattoos on them. That yeah, are, like, I wonder. Yeah, because uh, this is gross. I feel like I've seen that when my when you first when I got these tattoos, they scabbed over a lot. And I imagine. Can, yeah, you can like you get blue scabs. <laughs> so I don't know. Just a thought. I'll look into it and get back to you guys. All right. Well, all with right. that, we'll wrap up. Sure. <laughs> Good way to segue. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, you can contact us, uh, wholegdshow at gmail.com. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash wholegdshow. Twitter, at wholegdshow. It's all a wholegdshow, um, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get, you can tell us words, you can give us your stuff. Uh, reply on the Facebook feeds, uh, share the stuff. Uh, I gave us a five star rating, so it's pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> go do that if rate you want. Rate us, comment, like, um, subscribe. Write some funny things. I gave some of my, I went on like a kind of binge of rating my favorite podcast the other day. I just said nice, silly things to them in the reviews. Fair so, enough. Uh, send us a message there. Uh, yeah, we're on iTunes, Spotify, uh, all that stuff yeah and where can people find you jeff uh on twitter instagram tumblr at rewrite oshaw rewrite oshaw yeah and uh, caleb o'ryan said earlier he does our music uh i think i'm pretty sure he's got a band camp too uh caleb o'ryan i think he has a facebook called caleb o'ryan's dream home but you just look up caleb o'ryan on all your streaming services you'll find him should be able to find his music stuff yeah he does our music and he talks to us a lot. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, and that's all for this episode. Goodbye. Uh, later. All right. Good. All right. Keep on rolling. You know what time it is. That's a song. Red Man. Method Man. DJ Lethal. (laughs) Yeah, we're good to go. Okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) I didn't know.